That's more than me. <laughs> nice. Well, yes, yeah. I get paid more than me. So, and there's like more tax breaks for teachers too. Like yeah. I can get if I spend, I can spend up to three hundred dollars on school-related items and get reimbursed for it. So, it's all that manga you've been buying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is staying right in your home library. <laughs> <laughs> And if we're a fact, it doesn't get never... checked out in the first two weeks, mainly because it's behind my desk. And then I just <laughs> weeded out of the collection. <laughs> it wasn't worth the time. So I resell it. <laughs> Full price. I say it's mint. And then get that tax write off <laughs> for selling it at a loss because it was worth more. Ah, <laughs> uh, taxes are. Rich people commit so many crimes that I wish I could also commit. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the only non-profit game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like non-profit... We're does, not, it we're should non-profit. be more like... We should be... The only net negative... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. We lose $160 every year. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I do need you to pay me. Okay. I'm your co-host, Wes, and this is your other co-host. Ethan. And we will talk about the current score at the end of the podcast today because this is it. It's over. This is the end. Uh, We could tell people what we predicted, though. I predicted that we would end in a nuclear winter, but also that I would get a score of 58. I predicted that the studio execs would have just replaced us with hotter versions of us. Who's the hotter version of me? Is there a celebrity right now doing well? My brother. My brother. (laughs) The Jim Belushi of us. (laughs) I'm John. (laughs) <laughs> wait no other way around no no i think you got it exactly right <laughs> i'm dead true <laughs> thing... talent lives <laughs> you see the problem is john belushi was never talented because he died <laughs> <laughs> he died before he could show us any any semblance of talent before the blues brothers three <laughs> You know, if he would have been in Blues Brothers 2000, maybe I would call him talented. I could consider him talented if he was alive in at least 2012, (laughs) but he couldn't even make it there. This is, should we keep any of this? Uh, We are talking Megamind. A movie Wes just finished and I'm sure has an absolutely glowing review for (laughs) I watched this movie a week ago and have since watched Turning Red. And I have feelings about that, too. But guess what? This episode isn't about that. And we're not going to have one about it, either. 
because of my personal values. <laughs> it's really just not relevant to him. It's too specific. <laughs> and um, makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and let's talk about Megamind. All right. So we talked about what the movie is and why you hadn't seen it. I gave you 1.5 points for this, mainly because you said it's Will Ferrell. It's like Aliens versus Monsters, but not. <laughs> uh, and it's about a villain who kind of learns to be a good guy. Close enough. I, I, I didn't want to give you points because you said it's the people he teams up with that makes him good. I guess he kind of teams up with Tina Fey's character a little yeah. bit. And even Metro Man towards the end. I wouldn't call that Not a so team overtly. Up. Yeah, it's more of a pep talk than a team up. Uh, I gave you half a point for what you said about his Megamind's history with Metro Man. I, I was expecting a little more Fair. detail than you gave me, uh, but they are nemeses, so I just gave you half a point. That's fine. It's about as conventional of a superhero, supervillain. The whole s- school thing <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. It does. It does feel a little bit mushed in there. It. It doesn't. It. What is a small one-room schoolhouse doing right next to a prison? And why on is the Metro outskirts Man? of a city? Why is Metro Man there when his family is fabulously wealthy? It, it's glossed over. <laughs> um, it makes so little sense. I, I do like the Superman reference in that there are two rocket ships coming towards Earth at the same time. And Metro Man's just pings him in a completely different direction. Sure. Wes doesn't care. He's just he's trying to get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want to reveal quite yet how unfunny <laughs> I think this movie is. All right. Uh, then I asked you what causes Megamind to break up with his minion. Uh, you thought it'd be a cool thing, like uh, minion wants respect. Uh, instead, it was just Wes. What was the question? What like what causes what's Megamind relation- to break up with his minion? Oh, the fact that he wants to date Tina Fey's character for some reason yep um (laughs) that's it and then i don't even know if you remember this one but i'll ask it anyway what does megamind say is the difference between a villain and a supervillain what was it how much you lose is that it presentation oh yes presentation yes guns and roses (laughs) yep (laughs) Wes only has this Wes has this movie memorized by track list oh boy Uh, for everyone who thought the Shrek movies have great music Megamind surely doesn't (laughs) Megamind sure has more music it's about we we have a question about it wait 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 (laughs) you're jumping the guns and roses Uh, so coming out of open edit, you got two points. 
multiple choice number one uh let's see overall you got three points you got most of them okay you got the museum uh you got marlon brando and you got the city's name you did not get where titan was when megamind was attacking the city you assumed that titan handsome man that he is would be on a date (laughs) Are we? Do we have another place where we talk about Titan? Um, I have a true or false question, which may be more relevant to talking okay. about Titan. So we'll wait till that one. Just uh, by the tone of my voice, the listener should be able to <laughs> capture look, my feelings. Nobody likes him. We can get that <laughs> out of the way right now. Uh, Honestly, he's affected my feelings towards Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> which fair he doesn't do enough to his voice to make it feel like a character and it's honestly frightening yeah there's there's a lot to unpack but i'm i'm holding back we'll, desperately we'll, holding back we'll hold it we'll hold it uh true or false you got two three four correct so you got most of them uh, true or false? Number one, Megamind learns a cab. This is true. He does learn from the prisoners. Why a prison decides to keep a baby <laughs> and let it get raised by prisoners is also glossed over. It's it's not only that they're allowed to raise the baby, but that they also send it to school. It. So much of this movie makes no sense. It's not even like a spoof of nope. anything. It <laughs> It's just what if this happened? Uh and then I let's talk about this one cuz I I put it as a bonus but I didn't score it. This movie says a cab. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it does either. There's not really a police presence. Yeah, the only time that police have a major presence is when Megamind wins towards the beginning, and then he storms City Hall. He storms the Capitol. Yeah, all those cops are there. I'm like, whoa, I think this is probably the most amount of guns in any DreamWorks movie I've seen. Oh, wait, hold on. There is there is one point where I think this movie does say ACAB, and it's during the uh, part where they're unveiling the museum the first time. And to cheer, all of the cops in the audience start shooting their guns in the air. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's irresponsible. <laughs> but it let's... just made me think about uh, Ghost Rider again. <laughs> <laughs> Any act of cops being irresponsible reminds Wes of Ghost Rider. <laughs> Whether it be in the real world or in movies. If you watch that LAPD car chase from yesterday... And I'm like, man, this reminds me of Ghost Rider. <laughs> if Ghost Rider hid behind a car, they never would have found him. <laughs> All right. Now now we're going to talk about Titan. I asked you true or false. This movie has an incel superhero. You said true and that it would be unintentional. <laughs> so let's unpack that unintentional part. I think it's unintentional 
Because Megamind is also has incel tendencies, and they play it off as like heartwarming. <laughs> so it makes me believe that the writers and the director really don't have that much of a like moral compass in regarding to men pursuing romantic relationships. I think it's more like. Oh, he got rejected, so he's going to become a supervillain. Mm-hmm. So is the idea here that Megamind, if he had been rejected instead, would have continued to become worse and he would have been justified in that? I think that's what the director and writers would probably believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's talk about Titan. So do I get the extra point for the incel thing? Um, unintentional? Here's the thing. I, I think I, it was unintentional. I, I think, here's the thing. The person I'm describing Wait, as an Wait, here's incel, the thing. The, I, I'm describing Titan as the incel superhero. I think that it's very intentional that he is the incel. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. <laughs> it's clobbering time! <laughs> But when the hero of this movie and the villain are both incels. <laughs> Who loses? The city. The, the viewer. The children. <laughs> the next generation. Uh, yeah, fine. I'll g- if you want the point, I'll give you the point. Yeah, I want it. So give it. All right, give fine. me. You've gotten it. You've received it. Now talk about Titan. Titan, voiced by Jonah Hill, who I've always been kind of meh about. Kind of because he, I mix him up with Josh Gad fairly frequently. Is possibly hands down the worst part of this movie. (laughs) Visually? Character writing wise? And voice acting wise, um, all three really just create a perfect storm. The character, before he gains his superpowers, no character looks good in this movie. <laughs> it's hard to believe. I figured that this was this movie came out right after like Shrek Two. I'm like, okay, so they they're not used to making a lot of movies where most of the characters are like people people Mm -hmm. i'm like so maybe that's the reason no this is many movies removed this is after shrek 4 megamind comes out what is this 2010 yeah 2010 yeah monsters versus aliens came out before Mega Man, which i had no idea i i was scrolling through the list of dreamworks movies and i'm like i have truly fallen off the radar of well, DreamWorks has fallen off my radar. I like I have no concept of the span of their movies and their release. I think DreamWorks is is back. They're doing some okay stuff now, but let me double check. The Crudes? Okay, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that they're they're coming out with by the time this episode goes up, a Puss in Boots 2 trailer should be released. <laughs> okay, but they're also making the bad guys and that movie looks awesome. I haven't seen anything about it. Okay, check out the trailer. It does look. I'll, I'll send you the trailer because it does look cool. 
but the character design for this for this character in particular once he gains superpowers is truly disturbing <laughs> it looks like fan art like someone the the real artist of this movie designed a character and then gave it to their high school art students and was like don't say high school that's giving it too much credit <laughs> and was like draw your depiction of this drawing and then they used that artwork <laughs> it's it's bad and Jonah Hill is his voice makes sense <laughs> For the character pre-superpowers. But he doesn't change it. (laughs) (laughs) Once he becomes this, like, complete beefcake with a chubby face. So the body just doesn't look right. And the voice is so off. He sounds like he's 13 years old. Well, it's like in Captain America when Steve Rogers is small and skinny Chris Evans is still doing his big buff, buff, brawny voice. It's, it's not good. (laughs) He, Kira has said this and I will agree. Titan makes this movie a borderline unwatchable. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to believe DreamWorks had this much experience with making animated movies by the time they made Mega Mind and they made this terrible mistake. People have often said that Titan looks like um do you remember the bully kid from Barnyard? Yes. <laughs> he looks he looks exactly like him, but maybe grown up. It's it's almost like What's his name? The chef from Ratatouille. Not the rat, but... Linguini. Linguini. It's like Linguini's head on top of (laughs) Superman's body. But (laughs) draw both with your non-dominant hand. Yes. (laughs) He's He's so fucking bad. Everything about it doesn't work. It's all gross... All the t- the fact that he gets his superpowers by getting a thing shot up his nose is one of the ugliest things I've ever had to look at. But boy, is it funny. It's so funny. Anyway, uh, true or false, Megamind gets harassed by villains from a nearby city. You said true. There, There's no nearby city. There's mountains surrounding Metro City. Um... This movie only has one licensed song. Wes, it's time to talk about music. Like I was saying before, before we had to uh, continue on with the quiz. Shrek 1 and 2 often are applauded for having pretty good soundtracks. Good taste in music. I think I, I think I have a CD for the soundtrack for Shrek 1. Megamind is like if someone from an uh a like radio station in 70s 80s mainstream rock <laughs> radio station if they were hired and told to make 
the best move DreamWorks movie soundtrack since Shrek. Here's here's how I pitch it. A Gen X dad was told, "What's your favorite music? <laughs> We're gonna put it in this movie." <laughs> it it does feel like Will Ferrell got to make a <laughs> have a say in what music is played in this movie, <laughs> and it just totally doesn't work. <laughs> it's too big. And allowed the wrong way for this movie. And the great thing about Shrek is that they use like pop music of all different kinds of emotions. So there's like, I need some sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Shrek like introduced (laughs) me to the band The Eels. (laughs) Honestly, they're great. There's no song like that though in Mega Mind. When there are moments in this movie where, and this is kind of tipping my hat, where it works. Like there's emotion, mm-hmm. and that characters like there's major change like happening to the characters, and they're having to reconcile their themselves and their actions and who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And it did remind me of Shrek. But what was missing was A, good animation, and B, I will say the animation in this movie is good. The character design lets it down at every step. No, I would say even towards the end when they're fighting across Metro City, I'm like, this looks as bare and sterile as Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> it does, it does, the, the coloring and the lighting of this movie is very Jimmy Neutron. Which, if you don't know the fraught production history of, please go look it up. But I don't think Megamind had that. No. Uh, yeah, but That's the music is, say. It's, it's not, not great. Good. It's too much. Uh, I, it's all I, one I, note. Mm-hmm. Uh, true or false, Metro Man's secret base is in an Arctic ice castle. You just somberly said true. It's not true. <laughs> it's that fucking schoolhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Which he has built a giant basement into. <laughs> it's like just located in some random field. <laughs> Which is, of course, the only thing that surrounds Metro City. There's mountains, a moat around the city, and then amber waves of grain. This is America. This movie's so frustrating. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, someone says, this city needs you. I need you. I'm pretty sure someone does. I have no, I have no memory of any lines from this movie. <laughs> I'm going to say it did happen just so I can take a point away from you. Because he said false. Whatever. Uh, So coming out of true or false, you have 10 points total. Uh, And then talk about that screenshot. Yeah, so it's during the flashback when Metro Man is discovered to still be alive. Mm -hmm. One of the worst decisions in this movie. We can talk about that. 
Um, he is reminiscing about how he came to terms with whether he wants to continue being a superhero or not. We see a flashback. Uh, and he's moving at just infinitesimal speed around <laughs> the city, reading self-help books and just like pondering what's next. And the the screen grab is of him in the park flying a kite. Still don't know why those people were chasing birds. It didn't make sense. You don't just chase birds? Three people chasing birds. <laughs> well, it's that thing where if you get three people, you think you can triangulate the birds so they don't know where to go. I thought you were going to say like a king rat situation. Rat They're stuck situation. together. They're hemorrhoids have wrapped up. They're a king human. Um, yeah, it's honestly, this was one of the more boring screen grabs <laughs> that you've quizzed me on. I could have picked a lot. I really could have. Um, but I chose this cause I thought it was a funny scene and very easy to get wrong. And you <laughs> yeah. sure did. Yeah. Uh, so I gave you a point for recognizing Metro man. <laughs> That's it. Because you also said uh, he would be feeling good, proud, and egotistical. I would argue this is one of the lowest points of Metro Man's <laughs> life. Oh, but you did also say that Metro Man would be voiced by J.K. Simmons. He's not, but J.K. Simmons is in this movie. Yeah, I once he was in it, I'm like, I can't remember who I said J.K. Simmons would voice, but makes sense that... He voices essentially uh, Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that was the screenshot. Now let's move on to our bonus questions. Okay. Open-ended. What's Metro Man's weakness? He doesn't have one. I guess... It's in the movie at the beginning. He says it's copper, but uh, he, I guess, existentialism. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's it. (laughs) You got the point. Uh, I would have taken uh, burnout (laughs) from work, but that also works. Uh, Multiple choice. Why is it easy for Megamind to impersonate the museum curator? Is it A, the curator was a known jerk? B, the curator was an expert on just Megamind? C, no one knew the curator, really? Or D, Megamind went to acting school? It's C, no one really knew him. Uh, But I would say... Tina Fey had a conversation with him, and he sounds and looks different. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the correct answer is actually B. The curator is an expert on Megamind. Is he? He is. It's a throwaway line in the middle of the script. Where where Tina Fey's character says, I knew you studied a lot on Megamind. What? (laughs) 
He is the town's leading expert in Megamind psychology. Whatever. Don't fucking care. You can get your rocks off on... This little power play of yours. Now, this is a this is this is a question I couldn't add because I can't find it anywhere else. But there's a huge fan community, and I know it's weird to think that Megamind has fans, but uh, they're convinced that that design is based off of Vlog Brother Hank Green. Hmm. Okay. I know you're a big bl- Vlog Brother head. Yeah. Just based on my reaction and how much I'm engaging with <laughs> what you just said. Yeah. And then the final bonus question, true or false, Titan cannot spell his own superhero name. True. Okay. I don't recall this at all in the movie, but he... In the uh, captions, it keeps saying <laughs> that his name is Titan as in Titan your belt. Yep. But he spells his name Titan as in, like, the, like, predecessors to the Greek gods or whatever Titans so, are. I'm glad that you watched this movie with subtitles, too, because <laughs> I did the first time that I watched it. And every time he says his own name, it is that <laughs> Titan of Titan your belt, um, which I thought was very confusing. Until the point where Titan is using his laser vision to burn his name into the city where he spells it T-I-G-H-T-E-N. So you are correct. He does not know how to spell his own name. (laughs) Whatever. Was it supposed to be a joke? We'll never know. (laughs) Is it a joke if it's not funny? Is it a joke if it doesn't make sense? <laughs> if you tell a joke and everyone is around and doesn't laugh, did it, did you make a sound? Uh, so let's get into it. Wes, our question is not whether or not you like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is would you rewatch it? No, I probably won't. Um, It's not worth really anyone's time it's not like it's it's not i'm not gonna label it as not bad it's competent it's just so fine it's so stale (laughs) it's 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 the stalest dreamworks movie i've seen since i saw shrek forever after uh (laughs) it's just there's there's no point in this movie where I laughed. There's no humor in it. It feels so... It's DreamWorks at its most tired. (laughs) I will say it does kind of feel like a parody of a DreamWorks movie. Yeah, it... Like, you can... You can... It feels like you can just sense... Or hear the groaning of the machine <laughs> that Shrek built. <laughs> this is the house that Shrek built, and this is the uncle coming to take care of it, and he does not know how. It's the vo- There isn't a single. J.K. Simmons is the best voice actor in this movie, <laughs> and he has maybe 
five minutes worth of lines. I disagree with you because I think that Brad Pitt does do a good job in this movie. And I know you disagree with me. I know you disagree with me. The reason I think so is I think that Metro Man is one of the worst written characters. (laughs) And he does a perfect job portraying the blandest version of Superman that has ever existed. Fair. But he could have done something with it. It's just frustrating. Like, you can see the story of Megamind is good, I would say. Thank you. It's, that's, it's that's a good honestly story. Just, that's the only thing I wanted you to say. <laughs> and that's why I can't say it's a bad movie. I can't say it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the... The story is good. Like, if it had good music to back up, like, feelings. If it looked good. If it looked good, and if the actors weren't so bored out of their gourd, this could be competent. (laughs) (laughs) But it's... It's just... Fine. (laughs) And I think if if Metro Man had truly died, I thought <laughs> when Megamind and Tina Fey show up at his old hideout, Mega Man would it was gonna be Megamind's final turning point in realizing like the repercussions of what evil actually is. Mm-hmm. And he was gonna realize the horror of melting uh, Metro Man down to a skeleton. (laughs) Yep. I thought, like, when when Metro Man comes flying and it's just a skeleton, I'm like, okay, that was the one moment where I'm like, (laughs) this is kind of the edgier humor from Shrek. And I feel like at that point, you were probably sitting there going, wow, this movie has something to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought, and then once it turned out it was all a hoax, I'm like, well, there goes the one interesting thing about this movie. <laughs> they couldn't just stick to their guns. Uh, yeah, if, if, I could, if I could take over, do you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Um, I fully agree with you. I do and will continue to rewatch this movie. Because it is one of the most frustrating experiences of all time. Oh, why? And I, I know that everyone says I have the problem where I'm like, I see a good movie in everything. And this is your fault because you made me watch Star Wars. And I had to develop this cognitive dissonance to protect myself. <laughs> but Megamind is really like one of those movies that has a really strong premise and fucks it up at every single opportunity. Yes. Um, and every time I watch it, I'm like, God, this movie is awful. I wish it was good. <laughs> and it's only like a couple of changes here and there and a major art rework. But like, that's something else entirely <laughs> mm-hmm. that could have turned it into like a good movie instead of I, I would go so far as to say this movie is bad. Oh, wow. But like it's it's a bad movie that I force myself to watch, mostly because it makes me think of 
other superhero stories that I could tell that are better than this. Yeah. It's inspirational in its failure to me. Right. If anything, this movie is for all those people who aspire to write movies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it will give them endless ideas of how this movie could have been improved. I actually didn't watch this movie until like two years ago because I was so mad at it conceptually. Because when it came out, I was working on something that was almost the exact same premise. (laughs) And then I just gave up. (laughs) But this movie sucked, so maybe I could do it. I don't know. And then uh, would this movie have been be improved by a larger budget? He's no. sweating. No, it wouldn't have been because it seems like it has a confident enough budget. It was just completely misused. I don't know what the DreamWorks like producers, like executive producers, are funneling their their finances toward. Because it seemed like actors, and I'm not calling them voice actors because that's not what they are. <laughs> They sure don't sound like voice actors. No, and licensing music. If all Will Ferrell has to do is something like this. (laughs) David Cross was fine. He was just his regular voice. Isn't it crazy that this is the second DreamWorks movie that David Cross is in? What's the first one? Kung Fu Panda. Oh, I barely remember Kung Fu Panda. Check out Kung Fu Panda 2. It's actually good. Um, yeah, I just kept thinking, like, this movie would have been improved if it had the same difficult production history as Shrek did. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This movie didn't struggle to become what it is. Will Ferrell should have died and then had someone come in and do the voice role completely differently. (laughs) And then come in again because they weren't satisfied with the voice they were doing the first time. So they instead played Fat Bastard from Austin Powers as an ogre. (laughs) Yeah, more money would have made this worse. Or even blander, honestly. It would it would have polished out the rough edges to make just the most salty saltless saltine cracker of an animated movie. Yeah. Yep. This movie is a saltine cracker that's full of like little rotted bits. It's rough. <laughs> but that is the movie. And overall, I will now reveal your score. To be uh, Ooh, okay, twelve. Yeah. All right, twelve. It's pretty uncontested this time. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a, in just a moment's notice. Just let us know when you want us to come back, and we'll come back. The thing is, you're the one with the play button. You choose whether or not you'd like to return. And if you come back in an hour, next week, a year, I can't promise we'll I'll be, be here the same for you. Person. Yeah, we'll be here, but we'll be changed. <laughs> Should I not put your full name in? Probably not. 
Honestly, you should just bleep all of that. <laughs> Honestly, I'll come back now. Welcome back. <laughs> I still think you should bleep. We did it. We did. We did it. We did a different intro, and it wasn't. Yeah, good. it wasn't. You would have just sat, listener. You would have just sat there with a blank expression, <laughs> like you were watching Megamite or something. All right, so those were the cheesy superhero movies. Wow, can you believe it all started with a Zoom? <laughs> you, we treated our significant others, my now fiancé. <laughs> you upgraded since you watched Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it's a testament to what Zoom can do for you in your relationship. <laughs> what <laughs> What can Zoom do for you? Do for you. And not 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 the VOIP software. <laughs> the movie starring national hero Tim Allen, who Takara's friend is unreasonably attracted to. <laughs> and I've never been able to shake that uh, knowledge. I was able to shake it, but probably now will not be able to. <laughs> Um, where do we start? What was your favorite cheesy superhero movie? My favorite of yeah. these? I mean, I'm still partial to Men in Black. I, I know, I know that you're not gonna come revisit it, but I still like it. But of the ones that you showed me, Fantastic Four is just—it's a perfect picture of terrible movie. <laughs> I I will rewatch the last ten minutes of that movie as I do the put on the glasses scene from They Live. Mm. If I just need to get jazzed. Um, are the ones that you showed me probably Men in Black? <laughs> I showed you some real shit this season. <laughs> What a way to start out the year. What, did we start the year out with this? Uh, I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. We probably should have done something different. Probably should have done like good movies. I feel like our listenership has gone down because we've been doing these. But we do have two consistent listeners in Australia. Welcome. Mate. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We just lost you, didn't oh. we? <laughs> He's fluent. Uh, yeah, I still think Fantastic Four is a very fun movie to watch. Um, still partial to Howard the Duck. And I know you love the Eternals. You're a diehard, and you're excited for them to return in the MCU. I got all my Eternals Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> When I saw the Eternals pins at the pin trading stand in Disney, I was shocked and disgusted. Now that they're all gone, I don't know if they're in rotation. (laughs) I don't know if they've been put in storage somewhere or if they've all been melted down, but I hope it's the latter. They've been locked up in the Disney vault. (laughs) Every time I go to Disney, I try to find it. I can't. Well... Most improved. <laughs> None of them have really improved. None of them. Zoom? No. 
Most expectations <laughs> shattering. These are cheesy superhero movies. Okay, so I guess for me, Howard the Duck was like going to be a, a garbage movie mm-hmm. in what I expected it to be. The fact that I walked out of it thinking it was relatively competent up until the end, I guess that's expectation shattering. Yeah. I would say Men in Black was expectations shattering because I always thought it was just overhyped and kind of just a knockoff of Ghostbusters, but it has its own two legs. Makes sense. I like it better than I like Ghostbusters. I don't care for Ghostbusters. You've said it once. You don't need to say it again. I don't care for Ghostbusters because I think Bill Murray is too mean. (laughs) That's his shtick. And I don't like it. I don't like people who are mean. Dick. <laughs> Asshole. Most expectations defeating. Which one of the which one of these movies did you start and immediately feel disappointed <laughs> that you had begun? I guess Mega Mind. I was hoping it would at least have some laughs. <laughs> Mega Mind to me is the most disappointing movie of all time. Well, one of the most disappointing movies of all time. <laughs> I continually, the more I watch movies with Will Ferrell, the the more my opinion drops of his talents. I really don't think, I think he's competent. <laughs> you, I think you really just have to watch the stuff that he's more creatively involved in as like a writer. Like what? What would you say? <sighs> so I did this big, I did this big thing where I was just watching a bunch of Will Ferrell movies. Look. Disclaimer up top, some of the themes and some of the jokes in these movies do not hold up, and I understand that. But I do... Well, like Holmes and Watson? No, not like Holmes and Watson. I still think that um, Step Brothers is fun. Yeah. Uh, I think that Blades of Glory is surprisingly (laughs) quite good. Mm. If if you haven't watched it in a while, it's not like g- going to be mind blowing, but you'll probably watch it and be like, "This is better than I remember." Okay. Like there's there's more. It's surprising how much heart is in that movie, with what it is, and how much they actually cared to learn about figure skating. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Eurovision: The Story of Fire Saga. I watched when it came out, uh, and I actually thought it was okay. I kind of like Command Two. No, not that one. <laughs> Miss me with that Anchorman 2 shit. I saw Anchorman 2 opening night in theaters. With That sounds like one of the best ways to disappoint yourself. With a bunch of people that uh, I didn't care for. <laughs> so if you're listening, all the way from Australia, stay there. <laughs> Uh, what else? <laughs> Anything most forgotten? It's like, I have forgotten so much of the Eternals, Same. and I know that Marvel and Disney will not let me forget about them. But I I, I think one thing to talk about with the cheesy movies uh, season is I still think that there is a space for superhero movies to a not be the biggest budget in the mm-hmm. world and be kind of suck a little bit 
Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the closest thing you can look at is probably the first Deadpool had a much smaller budget than most superhero movies now. I haven't seen Deadpool, but it was successful nevertheless. So I feel like... Dude, you're going to fucking hate it. I'm going to cover it on this show. You are going to hate that movie so much. Um, <laughs> Guys, d- send us a comment. When should I make Wes watch Deadpool? It won't be next season because it will not fit the tone at all. <laughs> We are doing a hard left turn next <laughs> season. <laughs> We've been crawling in the garbage and it's time for us to do better. Take yourselves out of the shit. <laughs> um, right now I imagine us as two podcast hosts just like crawling around in the stinkiest dumpster <laughs> looking for the worst movies we can find. We're about to crawl out open the doors to the kitchen next to us and walk into a nice gala where we have to present ourselves and pretend we weren't just outside. And don't reek of garbage. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, everyone. It's gonna see through <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like there's not much else to say about these movies. I do... On the topic of lower budgets, I think there is, like you said, space for superhero movies with lower budgets because then the stakes are lower, too, and more personal mm-hmm. instead of just, like, mass death. Mm-hmm. Some alien hatching out of the Earth. <laughs> Some incel gaining infinite power. That's the Eternals. <laughs> I think that RHM is an incel. <sighs> um, <laughs> anyway, this is our way to say, Disney, we know you own everything. Please stop donating to causes that hurt LGBT communities. And... Give these little white boys all the movies you don't want to write and uh, just a little bit of money to make some garbage. <laughs> We're not asking for much. <laughs> yeah, asking for much. Just, you know, give us the Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> just let us have them. We'll do good, I promise. And if we don't, Dad, you will have to punish us. <laughs> Speaking of punishment, Wes, go ahead and reveal the scores for the season. All right. Our predicted scores were Ethan 58 out of a total of, what was it? 80? Yeah, 80. 100? No, it was 80. Yeah. And my predicted score was 60. Our final scores are Ethan, 45 and a half. So, 12 and a half points shy. And my beautiful, voluptuous, supple score squishy is a nice 
round 57 out of 60. Which I think is the closest that either of us have ever come to a predicted score for a season. No, with uh, Movies for Bros, I came within three for their, that two. Batman okay. movies, I came within 2.8. <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. Look, you're doing consistently Uncultured Library, well. man. I came within 1.9. <laughs> so I guess the, the point is that uh, I either take too many risks or too few fluctuate on that frequently. You should just try and be right next time. <laughs> I should honestly what I should do is study up. Watch the movies beforehand like I do. <laughs> Especially for the bonus questions. Honestly? I think that's really where Honestly it worked for me for two movies. <laughs> I don't have the time. Weekday nights are my free time to watch these movies. All right. Uh, I feel like this episode's short. It is. (laughs) So that's why we're going to elongate it by slowly transitioning to let you know what our next season is. We haven't planned out all the movies yet, but uh, we'll let you know. But most importantly, the thing about this season is we are late. (laughs) As with all things. Oh. No, I feel like we're not late at all because... Okay, we are going to be doing movies made by uh, black directors, black screenwriters. Um, black stories. Black stories. and Because we generally do a lot of white nonsense on this <laughs> sure. show, and I think it's time that we spotlight movies that are actually good from communities that are not our own. Right. Um, and I say it's actually good that we're not doing it during... February because we can do these movies at any time of the year. We should feel like we're specifically uh, supposed to do talk about these movies only in February. We're not trend chasers. Well, I am, as evidenced by me saying that we were late. <laughs> but <laughs> we should cover them all the time. Honestly, we they should, we should be intermixing them more. Yeah, they should even probably have their own season. <laughs> hey, man, I covered Black Dynamite. Hey, I covered the Eternal Black movie that we've ever covered. <laughs> <laughs> you also covered Nanny McPhee. I would say that Zoom Academy for Superheroes is one of the whitest movies ever made. If you if you want to know what white culture is, Zoom Academy for Superheroes. Is your window in? That's <laughs> <laughs> the one that I watched first. How many people who stormed the Capitol do you think <laughs> saw Zoom Academy for Superheroes in, in, in their theaters? life in their lifetime? Oh, if it was in theaters, I would have said 70%. But since you said in their life, I'm going to go with 90%. All right. So uh, we're just going to cut it off so we can actually do the work instead of uh, have everyone just listen to us. (laughs) We'll still have guests. Uh, We still have to work that out. But guess what? This is a 
a podcast in progress. <laughs> You've been listening. And it's over. To a family show. We ain't seen nothing yet. The current score is, we already said it. Who cares? Follow. <laughs> I lost Wes 1. That's the score. And now I get to very usual. <laughs> you forgot about the fine print. Have fun picking out the flowers. I already have. I keep dandelions every year. And I press them close to my heart which is also a book. Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose. We're on Letterboxd at eGeese. You can follow me at Baby Westby on either platform. And remember, you must remember this. A kiss, kiss is just, a, just kiss. a kiss. And go watch Turning, watch Turning Red. Red. Did we ever sink?